This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amial Saleh and Hany Balkis. It's the day of the week that everyone waits for very patiently, especially especially if you're currently tuning in in your car and it is blazing hot today. It's so so hot. So I hope you're all having a blessed afternoon and hanging in there as we start to welcome summer right here in the UAE. It is a happy happy Thursday right here in the Pulse95 studios and you're listening to Future Talk, the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and all around the world. Yes, I'm very excited. It is Thursday. It's been a very long and hot week. Today uh, my uh car did not understand or recognize that it's very hot and the AC needs to be at full. Uh, so uh, It was resisting? It, it just wasn't cooling and uh, <laughs> it, that made me very angry. But you know what's making me happy? Huawei, they are launching a new operating system for phones and is eyeing the Internet of Things market. Now, we do know that Huawei does run Android operating system. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Huawei will take the Apple approach and start making things in-house? I'm very excited to see them become a little bit more independent, especially because a lot of people actually buy their phones and like how budget-conscious they can be. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about outer space as NASA prepares to send two missions to a one-of-a-kind planet. I'm not going to say what the planet is, but it's not Mars and it's not the moon. It's a new planet that has not been explored, I think, ever, or at least for the first time in over 30 years, it has not been explored. Yes, and we're also talking about an app today that will protect children from abuse and exploitation online. Now, we do know that a lot of our children, I don't have kids, but a lot of children in general, (laughs) uh, use online and are online a lot, especially because of distance learning. Hmm. So we need to kind of uh, explain to them and educate them about the dangers of being online. Absolutely. And actually, one Emirati woman was able to use this application to save the child of one, uh, to save the life of one child. So we're going to be telling you all about this app. But coming up on today's show, staying with the world of apps, Twitter is actually choosing to copy Instagram yet again because Twitter fleets are now going to be getting story-like advertisements. Is this another approach to try and make Twitter become a little bit more monetized? Yes, and we're also talking about a telehealth device that does enable Emirati's Emirati doctors to actually track a patient's pulse and even look into their eyes. Very interesting topics to talk about today. Let us know which story you're most excited about. 4215 Slot or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. We're talking about the phone maker Huawei, or how some people pronounce it, Huawei, Mm -hmm. and how it is launching a new operating system for phones and is even eyeing the Internet of Things market. Now, we do know that Huawei actually uses Android operating system, which is made by Google, and a lot of phones use Android, Samsung being one of them. But now we're looking at how Huawei wants to derail and stop being so dependent on different operating systems and make their own, have their own operating system just like their friend, 
Apple. Now we do know that Apple uses its own operating system, no one else can use it. And now Apple has actually started using their own uh, processing chips. Mm -hmm. No more depends on the Intel. They do everything in-house. Does that mean that soon enough, Huawei might just be that lone rider, that lone wolf that will go against Apple? I honestly feel like they will be very soon, especially because gaining this independence is a huge step for Huawei to be able to establish themselves in the market as an independent smartphone industry, not related to Android, possibly. Now, Huawei will start rolling out Harmony OS on certain models of their smartphones starting from actually this week. So soon enough, a lot of users will be able to switch from the current operating system that is based on Google's Android platform to Harmony OS, their very unique Huawei operating mm. system. So this actually means that they're no longer going to be hopefully reliant on Android, but that's also coming because US sanctions have actually banned Google from from providing technical support to new Huawei phone models and access to Google mobile services, which is actually a bundle of developer services that a lot of Android apps are based upon. Yes, and if you didn't know why that was happening, that was because of China now. Huawei is a Chinese phone. Mm -hmm. Now, rather than being a like-for replacement, Huawei is billing Harmony OS as an Internet of Things platform which is aimed at operating on and connecting other devices such as laptops, smartwatches, and we're even looking at cars and appliances. Now, for those who don't know, Huawei does create laptops as well. We are looking at how Huawei is trying to be the Apple of China. Yeah. Now, we do know Apple is the U.S.-based. China is Huawei-based. Uh, Huawei, well, Huawei is, is China-based. China based. So we're looking at how Huawei wants to be that big dog in the China market. Now, we do look at Huawei trying to or aiming to have Harmony OS rolled out on over 200 smartphones. Oh, sorry, 200 million smartphones and 100 million third-party smart devices by the end of the year. Now, we're looking at how they've been developing Harmony OS since around 2016. So we're looking at a five-year in the making. This isn't something overnight, but now we're looking at, come to, looking at it come to the surface, and maybe soon enough, we will see this in actuality. Now, speaking of how Huawei is aiming to be the Apple of China, we know that U.S. actually had a lot of situations with, I think it was the co-founder of Huawei. Uh, China's leading telecommunication equipment actually found itself on a U.S. trade blacklist back in May of 2019. They even had a lot of ultimatums given into Huawei since uh, I think Donald Trump thought that the chips in the Huawei phones were actually tracking him and a lot of other people. So there were a lot of national security concerns and Huawei came out repeatedly denying these risks. But this ban that was put on Huawei's uh, handset business was actually putting Huawei under a lot of pressure. And this is exactly why they decided to come out with Harmony OS. What makes it different is it's not like every other operating system. They're aiming high and they're aiming to cover a wide variety of devices. Whenever we're talking about the internet of things, imagine being able to control your fridge, being able to control your lighting system at your home, being able to control basically any gadget that you own from a single app. And that gives you as a user a lot more 
benefits, but at the same time, it gives you a lot more freedom to be able to cross-match different gadgets from the same brand to be able to use such features. Now, I'm going to be completely honest. Huawei has a lot of potential now. I am the person True. that bashes Android uh, or anything other than Apple a lot. But Huawei does have so much potential in the smartphone and even in the tech industry, in the tech market. Huawei's phones are crazy. We saw that phone or that video where someone would uh, be on the 90th floor yeah. of a building <laughs> and zoom in all the way to the ground and have picture-perfect quality. And that person was using a Huawei. So uh, Huawei phones have a lot of potential. And now with them using their own operating system, something else does come into mind i'll tell you why because we do know that android operating systems don't go well with instagram for example and mm. we do talk about that android quality on the phones now i gotta give give you a quick uh, history lesson the reason why uh, android phones have horrible quality on social media is because there are so many android phones that it is hard for the developer to optimize each phone for mm. each social media app but with Huawei having its own operating system, we can look how they can only focus on optimizing Huawei's operating system, thus it being a very, very, very promising competitor against Apple. Wow, I actually never knew that before. <laughs> yeah. So there you have it. That's going to be a big plus for Huawei. Let us know, do you own a Huawei phone? And do you like the quality of the phone itself? Are you excited to potentially have a brand new operating system that's only for your Huawei phones rather than sharing one with Android? Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about outer space as we look at which planet is NASA planning to explore next. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Let's talk a little bit about outer space because enough about being on Earth right here, especially with how hot the weather has been. NASA is planning on exploring a new planet in our solar system. Not Mars, not the moon. The moon is not a planet, but still a big destination that a lot of... Uh, People who are interested in space exploration typically I. But NASA is planning to send two missions to the second planet away from the sun, which is Venus. And this is going to be happening for the very first time in about 30 years. It's going to be a very interesting space exploration mission. Yes, now NASA has picked two new robotic missions to explore the hot world of Venus, which is Earth's actually neighbor and the second planet from the sun. Now we're looking at two missions called the Da Vinci Plus and Vertas, which were among four competing proposals under the latest round of NASA's Discovery Program, which does manage smaller planetary exploration missions with a slim budget of roughly $500 million each. So we're looking at a $1 billion budget when it does come to this exploration. Now, Da Vinci Plus is slated to, la to launch around 2029. So we're looking at another eight years <laughs> and will mark the first U.S.-led mission into the atmosphere of Venus since 1978. I didn't know that we actually tried to go to Venus in 1978. But Same. <laughs> when, when NASA's second pioneer mission did plunge into the Venu Venuasian clouds for scientific study, uh, I guess that's what they call uh, Venus. Venus and I think. Uh, the spacecraft will fly by Venus twice to actually snap close-up photos of the planet's surface before tossing a robotic probe into its thick atmosphere to measure its gases and other elements. Now, we're looking at how 
were, were, were advancing so much in space exploration. It was first the moon, then Mars, and now we're going back to the moon and going looking at, at Venus now. I don't know, man. Maybe we will have a Star Wars <laughs> life. Uh, like life, I don't Typical know. Thing. I just want, I just want to be a Jedi and have a, a, a lightsaber and have the Force. <laughs> I don't care about space exploration. I care about being a Jedi. Well, NASA definitely cares about space exploration. When looking at those two sister missions and what their main aim, aim is, they're basically trying to understand how Venus became an infernal-like world capable of melting lead on its surface. Can you imagine? If you put lead on the surface of Venus, it will melt. It offers a lot for the scientific community as a chance to basically investigate a planet that they haven't really thought of for about 30 years. But my question is, why not explore a planet that we could potentially have life on? Since Venus, just like we mentioned, it's it's very hot. It's the second closest planet to the sun. So I'm tired of the heat. I don't want to go. Exactly. There's no way we could live on the planet of Venus. But a lot of the times when NASA decides to explore different planets in the solar system, it's to try and learn more about planet Earth. There's a lot of possible theories uh, on Venus that NASA is planning to basically look at. First off, they're trying to find out why there is phosphine which is basically a very harmful gas on the surface of Mars, uh, on the surface of Venus. I'm so used to saying Mars. But they're also trying to uh, basically leave open a door for this robotic rover to continuously send back information about the planet Venus. Yes, now this mis- mission could actually help scientists learn how to look at exoplanets, distance planets and other solar systems and not just Mars or the moon. Now, moon isn't a planet, it is a moon, but take what I'm saying lightly. Now, though through hot and un- unlivable, Venus does sit in the Goldilocks zone of our of our solar system, which is a term scientists do use to characterize the position of exoplanets whose distance from the so- sun sits just right at the spot to foster life. Now, Venus could be a model right next to Earth to help us understand exoplanets farther away. Now, the planet's distance from our sun also does raise equally intriguing questions about why Venus turned into the very hot world it is today. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm very, uh, I mean, it does make sense why they would explore Venus because it is close to us and they would learn more about those outer exoplanets. Yeah. But at the same time, can we explore the ocean? <laughs> because we haven't explored the ocean yet. I agree. Many people think, oh, the ocean, it's been discovered a long time ago. We actually discovered maybe 5% or 10% of the world's oceans. So that would be a very interesting thing to explore. But I also feel like maybe NASA scientists are trying to see how they can reverse climate change and all the impacts and effects it's been having on our lives. Let us know your thoughts. Text us in at 4215 or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Do you think NASA has a better shot at exploring? Venus or Mars. Coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about an application that is born and bred right here in the UAE that is helping protect children from abuse and any exploitation online. Keep on 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download? Now, this is very worthy of a click and download and is actually coming right out of the UAE. We're talking about an app called 
حمايتي حمايتي which does mean kind of like my protector or yes. protection now it is a new mobile application that has been designed by the Ministry of Interior right here in the UAE to actually help families to provide protection for their children yes indeed and we do know that a lot of our children nowadays are spending time online uh, whether it was on chatting platforms or even just in general and we do know that sadly a lot of families don't necessarily have the safety that every child deserves and every child craves so this is exactly why this application Himayati has been created by the Ministry of Interior because they're trying to protect children from abuse and exploitation over the internet so this application is going to be providing every parent out there a facility to be able to basically have a lifetime communication with their children to have a real-time knowledge of where they are it also includes a lot of safety and emergency alert features so for any parent out there that's concerned about the safety of their children they can have a chance to find out exactly every child's location and track them in real time of course this is with the consent of the child but at the end of the day if a child is uh, under the age of 18 and, and they're still very young and you're worried about them when they're out on a field trip or visiting friends it's a great way to make sure that the child the child knows exactly or you know exactly where your child is yes and uh, and the app actually does have an incident reporting feature for child abuse a live chat feature to contact uh, the Ministry of Interior Child Protection Center and even an SOS feature for emergency cases. Now, the virtual coordination between uh, the Ministry of Interior and the Supreme Council for Motherhood and Childhood did address this topic, and thus the creation of this app did come to life. Now, uh, it is very important to talk about how... Uh, I feel I feel like in the U.S. and in the West... Uh, child protection is uh, has always been there yeah but in the arab world it was kind of uh, overseen per se I agree. but obviously right here in the uae again we don't do it like others we we do it correctly and right here we are doing it correctly and again we have this platform that will protect our children and uh, and protect our children from outer conflicts and even inner conflicts you know, and this yes. is a great initiative by the Ministry of Interior. And it just shows you right here in the UAE, big, small, young, old, everyone is safe. And as you should be, you should be living in a place where it is safe. And thankfully, alhamdulillah, right here in the UAE, we are safe. Yes, indeed. And what's what's so amazing about this app is, as you mentioned, Annie, it works both ways. It helps calm down parents who are worried about who, where their children are, but at the same time, it gives children a voice, especially at a time when many children may be a little bit afraid. They don't know who to talk to, who to report to if they're feeling unsafe at home. A few days ago, we saw a story about an Emirati girl who was able to save a minor from online um, exploitation by using this application. And it was great to see tech coming in handy and to see uh, a video posted on social media platforms of this minor girl who was facing exploitation online and she was able to get the help she needs by contacting authorities using the Ministry of Interior's Himayati Protect mm -hmm. Me Smart mm -hmm. application. So it's it's just a phenomenal app 
in all its forms. And uh, she was actually uh, thanked or, you know, yes. praised by none other than Sheikh Saif bin Zayed Al Nahyan, who is the UAE's Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Interior and Lieutenant General. Now, Sheikh Saif bin Zayed, I mean, who wouldn't want Sheikh Saif bin Zayed to praise and thank? So, again, look, just look at it, you know. How big this is, you know, just to see Sheikh Saif come and thank this this Emirati teenager that does go by the name of Metha. I mean, it just shows you that if you do good, good, good will be given back to you. And during the call, Sheikh Saif actually encouraged Metha to continue with her great service to the community and said, quote, our voice has reached, she said in a video after she received the phone call. Just again, speechless. I, uh, I we need to thank our leaders. They have never, ever, ever put us down. Always been there. And again, whether you, it's young or small, a uh, young or big. Yes, young or big. And again, I, I'm just, I, 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 like literally, this has nothing to do with me. But I am proud and I am happy to see something like this happening. I absolutely agree with you. This mobile application is available on both the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, and it was designed by the Ministry of Educate Education, Ministry of Interior for children and parents to help families give the protection that every child out there deserves. Download it, check it out. It's such a great app to have on your phone, especially if, you know, if if you're a teenager tuning into us right now and you may feel unsafe at home, it's a great app to check out. It's called Himayati, spelled H-E-M-A-Y-A-T-I. Coming up on today's show, we have lots in store for all of you as we talk about telehealth devices allowing Emirati doctors to track a patient's pulse and look into their eyes from a distance. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Check this out. Take this Pulse95. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about telehealth. Now, it is a tele actually we're talking about a telehealth device that does enable MRI doctors to track a patient's pulse and even look into their eyes. Now, we do know the demand for regular checkups and remote consultations has shot up in the wake of the pandemic since people are actually prioritizing personal health along with none other than social distancing. Now, the communication tools and platforms have evolved from a need to protect medical professionals and to reduce hospital visits, which did clear the path for more high-tech devices. I know a lot of people, especially during lockdown, they would get consultation and get actually prescriptions online or via telephone. But now we're talking about a telehealth device that will do it all. Yes, indeed. And this gadget can actually now or is currently now being used, especially with dialysis patients. Now, dialysis patients or any other patient that has a chronic condition, they can be high risk. You don't want them coming into the hospital when they don't need to so that they don't contract the virus. And this is exactly why doctors have been using such gadgets to be able to monitor all those dialysis patients from a distance. They've also created a lot of wearables that are very similar to what we see with the Apple Watch, but these gadgets can actually measure the level of oxygen in your blood. Let me tell you, Hani, this is, I think, one of the most important metrics a person could have if especially if they're a COVID patient, you want to always monitor how much oxygen is in the blood. And even if you're not, but you have some form of heart condition, it's nice to have this wearable on hand at all times and have the doctor monitoring this around the clock from a distance. Now, 
A year of successful monitoring of those patients has caused a lot of those doctors to come out saying that this is one of the best ways to be able to back up telehealth by using these different gadgets and kind of creating that little ecosystem between the gadgets and the telehealth medicine consultations. Yes, now the El Futem group from the UAE has actually collaborated with a global insurer which is called the MetLife to strengthen telemedicine in the region which will be done by connecting patients with specialists and facilitating remote exams or even tests. Now, the Care Anywhere mechanism does go beyond virtual consultations and even covers the delivery of medicine. Now, users can book online as well as offline care through the portal and doctors can even monitor patients with chronic diseases to provide long-term treatment. Mm -hmm. Another feature we're, we're going to be talking about is the service is a device which can be delivered to patients by nurses so that doctors can get more accurate picture of an individual's health and even progress. Now, in addition to relaying updates about vitals, the gadget does allow medical professionals to listen to a patient's heartbeat and even provide a clear view of eyes and ears. So we're looking at, again, basically a doctor inside of your own home, which is very important. Again, uh, me personally, I'm not as scared of the co- uh, of COVID-19 as I was in the beginning because I got vaccinated. I'm doing uh, the correct uh, precautionary, precautionary measures. measures. Uh, all my friends are vaccinated. My family is vaccinated. People at work are vaccinated. But some people with chronic diseases or in the high risk area are still afraid of COVID-19 as they should be. But at the same time, they don't want to go out. They don't want to go to a hospital. As we do know, hospitals, uh, they are clean, but they are hotspots for COVID-19 and other diseases. So the next best thing is to be at home and use technology to get that consultation. Absolutely. Let us know, have you gotten a telehealth consultation since the pandemic has started? And what was your experience with it? Did you enjoy it or would you rather go physically to a doctor's office? I think one of the biggest perks of using telehealth is you're cutting down on waiting time at the doctor's office and you're cutting down on uh, waiting to basically get your prescription because a lot of the times once you get your prescription from the doctor you can also call up a pharmacy and have that medication delivered straight to your home coming up on today's show we're going to be talking about twitter getting a little jealous from instagram yet again they're introducing story-like ads on all of their fleets you're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Pulse 95. Whenever we have a Twitter story, I'm always I'm always excited to find out what Hani's gonna think about this feature because he's an avid Twitter user. I don't love the platform to be honest, but I'm an avid Instagram user, and so seeing Twitter get jealous from Instagram and copy Instagram yet again in the span of what, less than a month? It's interesting. Mm, I mean, Twitter did say it will start adding full screen ads to its fleets. Now, for those who don't know what fleets are, they are basically Instagram-like stories or Snapchat-like stories that have been implemented on Twitter. Now, it's disappearing tweets that sit now in a row at the top of users' mobile Twitter interface was actually introduced last November. Now, we do know it is a clone of Instagram and Snap Stories, but has been apparently successful enough that Twitter now wants to try to make some money off of it. Now, we do know that fleet ads are full-screen billboards for advertisers, 
and now we're looking at their marketing manager saying maybe we just might support that now. Now the ads do support images and video in 9 to 16 and videos can be up to 30 seconds long. Now brands can choose to add a swipe up call to action and will be able to access standard Twitter ad metrics including impressions, profile visits, clicks, website visits and other information and analytics. Again, we're looking at something that we've seen on Snapchat and Instagram, which will now be implemented onto Twitter fleets. Before I get into it, uh, I don't use fleets as much. I don't find I've tried to get into it. I'll post maybe once every month or once every week. But again, I don't get a lot of interaction from fleets as I would on Instagram or on Snapchat. So that is very demotivating for someone to post because why should I post if I'm not getting interaction? We do know that a post is to spread awareness or get interaction, but yeah. I'm not getting both. So why not? The thing is, I also feel like with fleets, if they were to add, like, let's say, polls or question features that might get give you that sense of interaction with your viewers. But with this ad feature, I think it's going to be coming in handy, especially to give back to Twitter in terms of monetization, since Twitter now wants to try and make money from the app rather than just have users use it. They did. They were actually monetizing from the app or making money out of the app in the past, but now they feel a bigger urge to do that through those little ads that they're adding after every fleet. I personally find those ads very annoying on Instagram, but I do know that they are a big hit for a lot of businesses because we do know that Instagram tracks your information. So a lot of the times you'll find ads of brands that you might have never heard of or have never come across had it not been for that Instagram ad popping up right out of, right after your story. And many times it would be things that you're actually in need of. So let's say you're looking for that certain bag or that certain, I don't know, honey brand. Mm -hmm. It will pop up for you and a lot of people actually go and buy from these businesses simply because the ad popped up to, for them. So I think... Twitter might just have a big chance with this simply because we've seen it succeed with other social media platforms. Yes, now we do know Twitter is planning to closely study how the vertical full screen ad does perform, not just for fleet ads, but for possible iterations of other full screen formats. And again, uh, I don't blame them. They need to make some money. And we do know that Twitter has been announcing over the past couple of months now more and more improvements, I quote, or, you know, they say it is improvements to Twitter. When again, I don't think, I think they're kind of going a little bit too much or the extra mm -hmm. mile. But let us know you guys' thoughts for 215 do or Salat or on our Instagram at Pulse95Radio. But we're going to be talking about something that not a lot of people know about. We're talking about Serbunir Island. Now, for those who don't know, that is just 60 kilometers off of the coast of Sharjah. And it is actually an island that is for Sharjah that is very in, rich in history. And I'm telling you all of this because there's actually going to be a festival there. Yes, indeed. The 21st Sirbuner Environmental Festival is taking place only today and tomorrow. It's the perfect weekend destination, especially if you feel like everything has just been going too fast. It's a great way for you to disconnect from the world and enjoy nature. Now, Sirbuner actually has a very rich coral reef environment. So if you're a big fan of the ocean, of all the different creatures that live there and even just animals. It's a great way to be able to reconnect with our heritage and the Emirati culture and just observe the natural beauty of this island. Just like you mentioned, Hani, it's very near Sharjah. It's actually a part of Sharjah, just an island 
similar to what we would see with Anur Island. They've been taking all the precautionary measures, making sure that everyone is safe when they go ahead and attend that festival. And they're also going to be including a lot of social distancing and mask wearing uh, mandates that will help people feel a little safer as they explore nature. Yes, I mean, uh, I've actually, again, I talked about it yesterday. I, I, I found out about Serbunet Island a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I wish there was kind of an initiative or, or, or a way for me to go and see it. Then subhanAllah, yesterday we get the news that, hey, we have a festival going on there. <laughs> so I'm going to try to see how I can get there. And again, I am vaccinated, so that is a good plus on my side. I can actually do a lot of things now because I'm vaccinated. Because right here in the UAE, the government is easing restrictions on vaccinated people. Yes. Again, uh, the Sharjah government is uh, incorporated with the Environment and Protected Areas Authority of Sharjah, uh, kind of collaborating and uh, creating and supporting this festival. So again, it is not a bad idea to go. I mean... Why not go and see what uh, Sharjah has in store yes. for us, what the island has in store for us? I mean, I've actually read a, on a couple of websites that they do plan in the future to make it even a little bit of a hot spot for vacations. Who knows? Maybe a hotel will be built there. Oh, that would be a very fun destination. I, I, I was checking out uh, the different videos that they posted of previous Sir Buner's uh, festivals that were taking place over the past couple of years. And it's so fun to see the different activities that they have over there. You can actually see the different crafts that a lot of Emirati women are famous for. A lot of drumming, a lot of different dances that they do. There are even games like tug of war that you can go ahead and enjoy over there and just get to learn more about the culture and the rich heritage of the UAE. Perfect destination to go ahead and check out. Let us know if you're going to be heading there. I might just head there myself. So we want to wish you a beautiful weekend. Please enjoy your time and get to relax and disconnect but if you are still at work and you want to be entertained on your drive back home we have two shows coming up on Pulse 95 that will do just that for you coming up is Afternoon Karak with the Dream Team Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah who will be bringing you I'm hoping it's their weekend recommendation episode who knows but they always bring you the latest on what is happening in pop culture and right after that we have Yella Home from 5 to 8 p.m. keeping you company on your drive Yes, I hope you guys do enjoy your long-awaited weekend. I was waiting a long time for this weekend. Same. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, can relax a little bit. You guys do need to stay safe as COVID-19 is still alive and well. Do be taking those precautionary measures. Hope to get uh, go, go and get that vaccine if you can. What? Enjoy your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.